Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livius Nedden. I have been informed by our resident um, guest mathematician that this is the Booked Spooktacular 7th Annual um, episode. So uh, go back and see if you can find the other six, um, which would be a great way to spend the rest of your Halloween weekend if you're listening to this on the day it comes out. We have guests, Rob. Guests for the Spooktacular, which has become an annual tradition. And I, I don't even know if it was it was on purpose, but um, we have our traditional, like every year, it's the same people now. So um, I'm not going to talk about when they didn't all show up, but... Um, <laughs> we get to talk <laughs> that, about that at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we get to talk about that at Christmas. Um, our regular now is Spooktacular for the last seven times, or six times... I guess, if the math bears out, uh, have been Jesse Lawrence. Jesse, welcome back to Booked for another Spooktacular. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And the lovely and talented Amanda Gowan. Thanks for joining us. It's good to be back. It's good to have you. Jesse, you are not lovely or talented, according to Rob. You're like, oh, you got Jesse. And then let me heap praise on Amanda. Jesse, um, I love you dearly, and I think I think you're beautiful and very very talented. Oh, that's so sweet. I think Rob's just getting ready for when he doesn't get to participate in our 30 minute discussion of Rocky Horror. <laughs> it's coming up. Yeah. It's coming up. Listen, I'm just going to be listeners. typing. Yeah, lovely and talented over and over again on my keyboard. <laughs> Stay tuned later this episode. We're we're going to be talking about Rocky Horror, but that's not where we're starting. We're trying to keep this episode um, very Halloween um, specific and um, current in some places, but we'll revisit some older stuff. And really, the first thing we're going to talk about is what I still believe to be, although maybe it's died down a little bit in the news, but the clown epidemic. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yay. Yeah, so Amanda's excited about it. I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> I don't know, I'm kind of indifferent and confused by it. Um, I'm very so, confused, but I think it's kind of fantastic. So yeah, so Jesse, let's start with you. Um, have there been clown sightings up up north in in Minnesota? I not that I've heard of, but I I could have sworn I heard a couple people talking at the bar the other night that a couple clowns got beat up, and I think they just happened to be let's just say artistic types who were dressed as clowns. It's, it's a bad time. To, it's a bad time to just be in that business. Yeah. Wait a minute. What is what euphemism is artistic type? Are we trying to be gentle about the type of person you're talking about? Not at all. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't know, because you're like, let's just say artistic types. I didn't know if you meant like... Well, I mean, I don't want to say hipster, because I don't, I don't know if hipster is <laughs> even a thing anymore. But you know, I kind of imagine there's sarcastic clowns. They were vaping, <laughs> vaping clowns. Oh no, yeah. Livius! <laughs> Already off the rails. Yep, that took that took two minutes to offend somebody on this podcast. That's okay. <laughs> Hipster vaping clowns in Minneapolis. I guess that adds up. That that tracks. Or do you mean Still, like professional? You like our clowns. clean air up here. I, I, so I, I'm also trying to figure out. So what you're saying is you're not really sure if they were people dressed as clowns or real clowns. <laughs> you guys have seen that, right? That yeah. that that tweet. Yeah. Wait, which tweet? 
the, the tweet that said <laughs> some girl or maybe it was a Facebook post, but it, but it got screenshotted and shared all over the world. And it said, um, I'm not sure. Are these real clowns or are they people just dressed as clowns? I'm really confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, that is so just confounding that the, that... I think <laughs> I think that's actually that pretty probably really accurately reflects the nation's feelings on this whole clown thing. Like, what the hell's going on, right? Yeah, there have been uh, one county in Ohio has actually like warned people not to dress as clowns for Halloween because they actually said they were just basically inviting themselves to be shot. <laughs> so. Yeah, now there was not to do that locally, and I'm I'm in northern Illinois. Um, there was somebody with a clown picture that went on Twitter and threatened a high school. They found out who it was. It was an actual high school student, but there was a clown sighting um, in the I don't know, like next complex parking lot, like from where I work. So Rob, you know where the where the gym is? The um, yeah. Yeah, in that parking lot, there was a guy walking around the parking lot dressed as a clown, not menacing anybody, not standing around, just walking around back and forth. Like in um, a suspicious way or in a funny way? Well, well, <laughs> like, like he wasn't like doing, he wasn't, he wasn't like goose stepping or anything, but apparently just walking back and forth in the parking lot. And some some video got shared on on social media sites um, of it. But to me, the guy looked like he was crazy because he was kind of like pacing back and forth, but not in a short span like walking 10 feet and then turning around like walking back 10 12 feet well maybe he found his moment like it's finally his moment he's been like hanging out of his house for like ever so this is like waiting and then he starts seeing the videos online and he's like i can come out now so this is his like eminem moment like that lose yourself song is playing (laughs) yes he's there's vomit on his sweater already (laughs) yeah All right. Well, that's an interesting take on it. So, like, wait, but now I want to. Now I'm confused because is he excited to be a creepy clown or is he just like, hey, this is my people. It's my time. Well, maybe he doesn't know. Does anybody know? And I guess we didn't do enough research on this, but there was the there was there was the clown. How? How do you do research on this? Well, no, because there was a clown gathering or whatever going to happen in Arizona. Um. Wait, like a. Like an insane clown posse thing? <laughs> no, no. Hold on. Clown meeting Arizona. Uh, clown Town Healing Fest. No, that's not what I'm looking for. Clown Lives Matter Peace Walk planned for Arizona. Okay, so on October 6th, this is a story uh, from the USA Today Network. And it says, a Clown Lives Matter march has been scheduled in Tucson in response oh, to social yeah. media... Oh, sorry. Hold on a second. Where do I mute that volume? One of those where videos start playing automatically, like Clown Hub. Wait, or so they started the march to keep people from shooting more clowns? Yeah, according to a flyer posted on Facebook by Nikki Sin, the peaceful walk will take place at 6.30 p.m. October 15th. Okay, so I'm guessing it didn't happen if the top thing is a story about it happening and not coverage. Um, yeah, from what I understand, there was like too many threats of violence, and they had to cancel it. So they go. So this is so this is exactly Jesse. You're gonna chime in here because this sounds like your thing. A group of people <laughs> who are being discriminated here against. Comes some, 
designate the, and, and, and plan a peaceful march, and they are met with threats of violence. Jesse, do you have any comment? Plead the fifth. Right. <laughs> so apparently Jesse's, Jesse's oh. social justice warrior defense does not extend to clowns. <laughs> to clowns. Oh, no. Oh, you know, I got a thing against face paint as a social justice warrior, so... <sighs> Wait, do you consider it cultural appropriation? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Weird. All right, so here's my... All right. I think that it's just the base sensationalism of the time. Like, like I equate this to the ice bucket challenge. You know how one motherfucker made a video pouring ice on themselves, and then it was like everybody had to do it, so... This all started yeah, like in North Carolina, like, like this was this whole clown thing started like in on the East Coast. I think it was like North or South Carolina, right? Where there were clowns that were trying to lure kids into the forest. Do you guys remember that or know about that? Um, I, I don't know if that's that I remember reading about that. So everybody talked at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, I would have guessed Florida. That's a yes. Jesse says yes. <laughs> Amanda says Florida, and Livia says. I don't know if that was the the first um, report of it, but yeah, I think that was the biggest one because there was that luring. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that was the first one, but that's I think that's what started the the major like national attention. But it wasn't long after that, like you heard about like some asshole in like where Livius lives, some asshole in this town, and they were just all doing basically the same thing as a prank or to kind of pile onto this thing that's happening. Um, so Wasn't I think there it, yeah. like a clown like a year ago though in either England or Wisconsin or something yes, there that was, just there started popping up at random? Yeah, it's definitely not just in the U.S. now. So that was before or after in the United this States? This was before. This was like last year that this was happening. Huh. All right. The Guardian is a fairly reputable source, right? Yes, it is. The first person to spot a clown, the patient zero in the current epidemic of threatening clown sightings spreading across the U.S. was a little boy at a low-income apartment complex in Greenville, South Carolina. See? South Carolina. Boom. They were trying to lure him to the house. Do you think that, like, really, though, like, maybe someone started trying to promote it or 31... (laughs) And then it got really out of hand, and then now everyone just backed away and will not claim that they were actually starting like <laughs> some sort of like. <laughs> yeah, I you know I I That's like what that. I thought at first I thought that I like that was going to happen. There was going to be a big reveal, and then it got out of hand, and people started you know skipping school and saying, "Oh, it was the clown tried to stab me." Like you know. <laughs> I, I I like that theory, except that the first sighting was somebody trying to like lure a kid away from like his his mom so like if you said hey there are clowns hanging around nightclubs like at two in the morning i I could buy that as a as a viral marketing thing but that gets really creepy when it's small children you know what i mean i don't see the like that would be the worst marketing plan ever but Pennywise went after kids. I mean, it's dark. No, thematically. That's kind of like saying, though, like, oh, I'm making this movie about this guy who's kidnapping people. So I, I'm, I've got a white van. 
and I'm going to pull up the small children and offer them candy in hopes that this goes viral. And then I'll reveal that I wasn't really trying to have sex with small children. I was just promoting this movie in which... That's what happens with the main character. See, now everyone that owns a white van and tries to lure people to it are going to say that they were just making a movie and promoting it. Libby just gave everybody an excuse. I do want to point out that um, I will be putting at the very beginning of the episode, Livia saying, I wasn't trying to have sex with small children. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mark my words. Fair, fair, not everybody (laughs) that has a white van is trying to do that. It is uh, some of them sell speakers. They're selling speakers, yeah. There's not speakers of white fans, too. So there's really two types of people that have white fans. <laughs> None of them are tradesmen at all. Or it's soundproofed. Like the back of that van is soundproofed. So no one will hear a man scream. Oh, there's a white van in Jackson that actually like has a hand-painted sign on it that sells ice cream. And it's like this, it's the scariest van, and it's Mr. Bills or Little Bills or something like that. The name is like, nothing improved. But, it, but it's all like it's all like hand painted. Like it doesn't even have like decals or anything on it. Like they hand painted a van. Amanda's like, this is the best ice cream. <laughs> you know that like, speaker thing actually happens. <laughs> oh yeah. I was growing up, and that's what it was. Like, if you needed speakers, you just looked for the white van. Like, it wasn't like... Yeah, you go to, like, a Target parking lot and wait for some guy to pull up in a white van. Yeah, there wasn't, like, a Best Buy you could go to. you just hang out in the neighborhood and be like, anybody do a van with the speakers this week? <laughs> All right, so one more question before we get too far and before we move off of clowns. So let's go Let's go one at a time. Um, Jesse, if you looked out your window right now... Um, and it is nighttime, and there was just a clown standing across the street, not doing anything, but just sitting there, kind of staring towards your apartment. Um, are, are you afraid? Are you going to attack? Are you going to call the police, or, or do you just kind of laugh it off? Shit, you know, honestly, I live right next to two bars, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give it much thought. Okay, Rob. Um. Rob, yours is standing on the backdrop of a lake that's already really creepy, so I don't don't know. Yeah, um, that's a tough call. So two two responses. If I'm inside already, I just let it be. If I'm, like, outdoors and I'm, like, I need to get get past them or or I'm walking in the vicinity of that person, if they approach me at all, I'm going to do everything I can to just, like, fuck them up. Because that's that's it's kind of scary, man. And if you're scaring me, I'm just gonna start punching. I'm not. I'm probably not good at punching. I've never been into a fight or anything. But um, yeah, my my natural reaction would be to just fight. I'm not. I'm not running away from that clown. Amanda, if I recall, um, you're really like kind of rural, right? So it, it, it's probably a little weirder even for you. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We're, well, we're what's all... what's your what's your reaction if you if you go ahead and take a peek behind the curtain right now and that's what you see standing fifty feet away from your home? <laughs> no white van shoot, in sight. Shoot the clown in the leg to make sure that he doesn't get any closer to the house, but not kill the clown just in case you know. 
Just in case he's a real clown and not a person dressed as a clown. (laughs) He fell out of you. His little car bounced and it had like a a bump and he came popping out. You know, like if there are a lot of them in a car and it was going down the road on its way somewhere and he fell out the back or something and was lost and needed help. (laughs) Who's the saddest clown? I I would disable him, but I would not kill him. Because I would want to find out, you know, what was going on first. And are there guns in your home? Maybe. Okay. That's a yes. (laughs) That's a yes. That is a yes. Um, That does remind me, though, of another tweet I saw that was brilliant. It had something to do with the fact that there is a, uh, the most terrifying part of this is there's really just one car of clowns, but we have no idea how many of them there are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Um, we're gonna we're ready to move on to the next subject. Wait, you didn't right? say what you would do. Oh, I just call the cops. Like like I'm not. I'm oh, not you're such an old man. <laughs> yeah, no, I would just like call the police and be like, "Come get this clown off the, the front lawn." You wouldn't. You could just go out and hit him with the water hose. Well, that's just but, yeah, <laughs> like, I, mean, I was I was looking for a fairly realistic like and like like you know what would you do? Are you terrified? I don't know that I'd be terrified because uh, along the lines of of what Amanda or even Rob said, like I'm inside, like it's cool. I'm just gonna call and have the clown removed, like loiterers or i don't know jehovah's witnesses or whatever that come knock on my door the same thing if you sprayed him with the water hose you would see whether his makeup came off and you would know whether he was a real clown or Or like a demon clown clown. (laughs) (laughs) and and that's the thing everyone talks about it but we really didn't talk about killer clowns from outer space oh man yeah, because they could just be aliens, and no one, no one. There has been no theories on that. I'm the first person to open up the theory that these clowns <laughs> are actually aliens. This is the alien invasion. It's not like Alien. Uh, this is not like Independence Day. It's just a bunch of fucking clowns are showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Have you, have you guys all seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Yeah, in bits and pieces. Yes. No, I don't believe I have. I was thinking I'd had, but then I was thinking. I second guess myself, and I think maybe I've seen Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Which... Well, one has one has. So I'll explain to you the difference: clowns versus <laughs> one tomatoes. Clowns. <laughs> one has yeah, vegetables, which I guess technically are fruits, and the other one has clowns. <laughs> so I'm not really sure. The There's a different is. terror level in your yard, whether you see like a tomato or a clown too. Did That's anybody see that Attack of the Killer Tomatoes movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Was there yeah, any clowns right. in so it? Guess, no. Okay. So now I guess because Rob did bring this up, let's let's try this again. Jesse, if you look outside, there's a tomato <laughs> on your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. All right. Nobody has to answer that. I'm, I'm calling the police if I see next, a tomato. I, I I'd like to move on to the next subject if if we could. Um, and, and this is. This is gonna this is gonna upset Rob because we're gonna go out of order here. God damn it! I knew you were gonna do this to me. I know it's going next too. I'm just gonna mute my mic and I'll talk to you guys in like a half an hour. Mute your mic. So we um, on the previous spooktacular, <laughs> we um, we each read and studied up on on like uh, it was the haunted most haunted places. Something, something, right? Yeah, all kind yeah. Of white, white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about white privilege, which is scary anywhere, unless you're white, which then I'm not <laughs> afraid of. Really honest. Um, I'm far more afraid of the tomato that might be. Now I can't. Now I keep thinking there might be a tomato outside, and I need to go look. <laughs> uh, 
I can make Rob that brought happen. up a video that that is now a little. It, it, it's not quite timely, but um, I, I think it's it's very valid at this time of year, and I, I think it's good for discussion because there has been no movement on this investigation in you know three years now. So before before you introduce this, I also want to point out that I'm the only one that brought up any topic. <laughs> That's not true. We came up with clowns and some other stuff that wasn't. That, no, actually, that's not. That's not yeah, true. Yeah, that's totally untrue. I had the clowns idea. I yeah. take full credit for that. All right, Amanda had the clowns. I had that's another idea, which is a segment after this one. Yeah, you had some weird. Yeah, we talked about those. <laughs> <laughs> all crazy. right, all right, all right. So, at any rate, I concede. Let's let's take a step back. 2013, and like I said, there's been no new information. So, I think at this point, we're probably dealing with everything we have on this. Um, in 2013, uh, uh, we're going to go with Alyssa Lamb um, was found dead in the. Uh, and and I've seen this both ways. Does anybody know? Is it the Cecil Hotel or is it Hotel Cecil? Because I've seen it on the internet both ways. Cecil? Yeah. Well, but I'm saying, is it Hotel Cecil? Or it's the Cecil, Cecil Hotel. Or it's the Cecil. Cecil. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Cecil Hotel in L.A., and she was found dead in a rooftop water tank, which is fairly disturbing on its own. But really, if you're not familiar with it, what makes this, and what I think made this more of a headline story, was the accompanying footage of um, the, the last time she was seen alive was on a... Um, closed circuit TV security clip from the hotel that covers the elevator. It's the one that keeps people from having sex in the elevator, um, or at least having private sex in the elevator. I, guess. <laughs> I was going to say some people are really repressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I expected myself. Um, in which she um, acts in a very bizarre manner. Um, so if you've seen this video, uh, you'll know it's it's roughly four and a half, five minutes long, um, and, and it covers her going into the elevator. She really oddly like kind of pushes some buttons and then she kind of peeks out of the elevator and then hides in the elevator and then does almost like a little dance outside the elevator, back in the elevator. And this goes on for a few minutes. It was really, really creepy. I watched it quite a few times. I mean, trying to figure out if there was like a pattern and like the way she was pushing the buttons. I mean, she was freaking out. Yeah, so she pushes um, five or six buttons all on the right side of the panel, and and I did. I've read numerous articles on this now, and watched a bunch of like kind of YouTube videos where people talk you through what's happening, and and it's just buttons on the right side of the panel. Um, they believe it to be, and I'm guessing somebody who has had access to this hotel that the buttons are, how do I say this? The way she was pushing them is not floors in a row, but alternating floors. Oh yeah, yeah. Because of the way they are on the panel. Um, so this is the last time she was seen by anybody uh, is on this video that, that we're aware of. And then she showed up dead in the water tank on top of the roof. So for anybody who's picturing, if you live, um, especially in a suburb, you're probably picturing the really big tanks or whatever. No, this was like an eight foot by four foot tank. Um, and the hotel um, water system is is powered by three or four of these units. And she was only found after... <laughs> resident so gross. Yeah. complained first of poor water pressure and then some water that was kind of blackish in color and tasted horrible oh. it turns out that there was a very decomposed Alyssa lamb in the um in the water tank do you think some people got black water and then other people got regular looking water that tasted bad or some people got black water and then tasted it 
Well, I, I the one report <laughs> that I read from one of the couple said that the water would come out Ooh. black at first, and they were visiting LA, and they just assumed that's what water in LA was like, so they would just <laughs> let it run until it kind of came clear, and then drank it, but it still tasted bad. That is just un like fathomably just disgusting. I can't I can't even tell you how disgusting that is. So I agree, and 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 I'd like to throw out some some thoughts for discussion, and then I'm going to read to you what what are probably the three most common um, beliefs about this, and one that I only stumbled across on one website, but to me is far more interesting than the others, um, although it has holes in it. But we'll, we'll we'll get there when we get there. But also almost creepier than the others. So I guess um, the the first thing we we should talk about is. I don't know that this would have been nearly as creepy if it wasn't supported by this video. So I'll take a step back. I remember seeing this on the news when it happened that, that there was an accompanying video, but they only showed like 10 seconds of the clip like the you know nightly news does and then looking into it. So if you read woman's body found in water tank on hotel, residents drink water, blah, blah, blah. It's still disgusting, but is it nearly as creepy um, what, before you add the video. So we'll, we'll start with Amanda. Amanda, thoughts? Oh, yeah. The video was freaky because, I mean, she stepped out and did like a weird little dance and then she was back in and then she jumped out like she was trying to catch somebody like that was following her. I mean, yeah, there was it was it was really, really creepy. And yeah, it wouldn't have been as creepy without any type of video involved and I have no idea what was going on. Because what? They don't even know why she was there. Or, I mean, you know, I saw the law and order based on this, you know, thing that happened. And it was not nearly as scary as the uh, as the actual video. Not to accidentally bring law and order into it. But... Dun-dun! <laughs> <laughs> phobia phobia dun, dun, of dun, dun, things dun, dun. involving water aside <laughs> thoughts on thoughts on this this um you know is it is it scarier for you that the video is involved or is it just equally just as traumatic if you would have read this without supporting actual video no the video does the video definitely adds a, an element to it so i actually learned about this story um through listening to a podcast where they talked about it and so part of them talking about so uh, this is straight up plagiarism that we're talking about it on here if you think about it um but listening to someone talk about it and then talk about what they're seeing in the video was intriguing enough where i'm like oh i have to go watch this video and this was like two years ago or whatever um but then actually watching it i was like oh <laughs> oh that's messed up so yeah it was definitely the video that um threw the creep factor up there just because you're like I mean, it's obvious it's not an authentic video. It wasn't, like, staged or, or, you know, scripted or anything like that. And you just don't... I think that the thing that makes it so creepy is that you just don't know what's happening or why. Like, why is she... It, it looks like she's peeking out the door trying to, like, catch something in the hallway. Or, like, at one point, it almost looks like she's, like, petting a dog or something. Else. She's got her hand out in a weird way. So, like, yeah. If it weren't for that video, man, it would just be... All right, I'm never going to L.A. and staying in a hotel and drinking the water. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely the video. Jesse, um, and, and I guess I, I think we're all kind of agreeing, so I'm going to ask you to add in there. Um, does the uh, – is it 
because in today's culture, we see video of so many things and it affects us um, very differently. So we've all watched videos of people being, you know, shot by the police or whatever. And I, I mean, we used to read these news stories. I don't think they had the same impact. So, um, Jesse, do you agree with them? Uh, expand on your thoughts a little bit on that. And then tell us, is it is it a social media thing? Do we just accept a video on YouTube as... I don't know, is more real than reading just a newspaper article that doesn't have video footage support? I think we accept any video as being more real because it's just another another form of proof. Like it's another another sense that we're experiencing it through. And it's the video that definitely makes it creepy because like all the news reports, you can't really articulate what you see in the video in a news report about a murder or a death. So the news reports kind of make it sound like a law and order type case, whereas the video throws it purely into the horror territory, you know? I yeah, agree. It's not passed through someone else's filter first. Like you actually it, get to, yeah, sort of. All good points. It. I mean, I encourage listeners, if you have access right now and you want to stop and watch this few minute video, um, I, I don't know that we're doing it justice on the creep factor because I'm listening the way I described it and the way you guys described it. And yeah, at some points, I actually almost thought like, like, I agreed with you guys were saying like she was trying to catch someone, but it's almost like playing a game with like a six year old. Like she kind of like pops out to try to get, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Uh. Well, but she didn't strike me in the video as when we say she was hiding maybe from somebody and watching the video, I almost feel like it's hide and seek, not like she's hiding from, Mm -hmm. from, you know, Michael Myers, (laughs) you know what I mean? So she's acting a little erratically. But it's almost in a playful way in watching some of these videos and going down the conspiracy um, theory rabbit hole, uh, as I am known to do. I've, I've looked at freeze frames at parts where it looks like there might be another foot outside the door. Um, some people have speculated that there could have been someone there holding the button on the outside that, the you know, and that's why the door was staying open um, because there are no other buttons lit except for what appear to be floor buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go through I'm going to go through three of the theories and I am going to um, ask you guys each to pick. Uh, there's four theories. So I'm going to go through all four and ask you guys each to pick one. And then I'm going to read the most elaborate explanation for one that I found that, that I find really interesting. So um, uh, uh, Alyssa was murdered is is the uh, is the most common theory um, that I found, especially when you get into, like I said, kind of little conspiracy theory websites. Alyssa committed suicide, um, and and we can talk about this and and why this is unlikely based on some of the stuff I read, if you guys are interested. Alyssa was assassinated. (laughs) Fuck it, you don't have to go any further. (laughs) So, okay. So her last, but this is is based on a couple of things. So this is interesting kind of, the fourth one is is paranormal, that, that it's actually a paranormal event that we're witnessing. But for the assassinated one, here here are a couple of, of interesting points. Um, the last tweet that she had sent was about a company in from Canada, I guess, or whatever, that was working with somebody else on cloaking technology. So the very last public thing that, that was put out by her on social media was hinting at companies that are working on, on you know, large-scale tech, like cloaking technology. Now, when we talk about, she's talking about cloaking technology, and she's clearly talking or gesturing to someone in a video we don't see. I, I, you know, I could see where people go down that that road. So I don't know if that's right. But then there's the this other thing about. Did you guys read anything about the 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 um, tuberculosis outbreak that broke out? No. 
Okay, so a couple of, um, and this is not the most interesting theory, by the way. <laughs> um, um, there was, I guess, a couple of days after she went missing. So before she was even found, there was a tuberculosis outbreak near the hotel, so blocks away. And apparently it's in a, it's in a kind of um, a sketchy neighborhood, I guess, is, is one way to put it. But that the, um, the name of the tuberculosis test that's used is lamb... Alyssa. Shut up. Yep. You can look this up. This is this is legit. Yeah. So it's basically her her name, you know, not backwards, but you know, last name first. It is the Lamb Alyssa <laughs> test is the test that they use to um to, to try and, and 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 um detect if you have tuberculosis. So then someone was saying that that had something to do with that. But I'm going to go. So, all right, guys. So let's 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 go down the line. And this time we'll start with Jesse. Jesse, murder, suicide, assassination, or supernatural? Honestly, I don't think it's any of them. I think it's um, I think it's a psychological problem. Like a mental right, disorder? Jesse. Yeah, I think I think there was a mental disorder, like a, a, a psychosis of okay. sorts. So, but so then, are you going with with accidental death because of so she she's nuts and she climbed in the tank? Yeah, I'm gonna go with accidental okay. death. Okay, um, I mean, I want to put that under suicide because I think killing yourself if it's on purpose or not still kind of technically right. Okay, Def- suicide. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking that's no. Well, then just change the category to you killed yourself. Whether you <laughs> did it did it on all purpose right. or by accident. <laughs> okay, that's fine. all right. So we'll call that killed yourself. Rob, thoughts. I'm going to go supernatural. Okay. Do you have a supernatural kind of explanation? I mean, do you have some kind of theory supernaturally on what happened? I do. I'm waiting to see. Have you revealed everything that you were going to talk about? Nope. But I can tell you it's not what, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's not what, it's not what I'm going to say. So, all right. Let's, we'll, we'll see. But uh, this, this goes a little off the rails. Amanda. I think Su- she was murdered. You yeah, think she definitely. was murdered. Like, I think okay, that but, whoever she was talking to, like, or messing with in the elevator, like, that was, like, fun at some point. And, you know, she was definitely there to see that person, and that's why they were at that hotel. Maybe, you know, sneaky relationship or whatever, and something really bad happened. But, yeah. This is awesome because we have three different theories here. Um, all right, Rob. Let, let's do your supernatural bit in, in, in here, because then I'm gonna then I'm gonna explain to you this game that I found online. All right, before I do, Livius, just check uh, the message I sent you. I want to see if we're talking about the same thing. Oh my God, that is totally it. Oh, I'm so excited. No, anybody else knew about this. Okay, <laughs> all right. This is the elevator game, which originates from Korea. Um, Amanda, Jesse, have you guys heard about this? Mm-mm. Nope. Get ready to shit your pants. You guys are in for a treat. (laughs) (laughs) Of the the seven seven bridges to hell? Yep. Yep. Or whatever it was called. Yeah, where where you have to go through. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this uh, and it's a little it's um I'm not gonna read you the, the introduction. This is a Korean game, and by performing this ritual, you're supposed to get, in quotes, to a different world. There are people who have successfully completed this game, but they have some different um, ideas. This is kind of like the the I was dead for ten minutes, and but you have some different things that happened. You know, when they come back, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, or there isn't a light, kind of thing. Here's how you do it: you must be in a ten plus story building and in the elevator alone. If someone is in the elevator with you, it won't work. Step one: get on the elevator on the first floor. 
Step two, press four. And when you reach the fourth floor, don't get out and press two. And then there are a series of these, so I'm not going to read it. When you reach second floor, press six, sixth floor, press two, blah, blah, blah. When you reach the fifth floor, a girl will come in. That woman is not human. Don't talk or look at the girl. If you do, she'll take you away. Step eight, press one. And if the elevator instead starts going up to the 10th floor, then you have succeeded. You will have reached another world where there is no one except you. Number nine, if you get off at the 10th floor, the girl will ask, where are you going? But don't answer. Now, I'm going to pause for a moment and I'm going to let Rob. uh, I'm assuming you're seeing the exact same thing I am, Rob. I'm seeing basically the same thing. It's not quite um, it's not quite worded the exact same way. But, yeah, it's the same thing. So I I read this and I go, oh, this is kind of creepy, but I'm calling this bullshit until I got to the return part. Uh, And I'm going to read you the how to return. There are two (laughs) steps. If the woman doesn't get on. And if you don't get off at the 10th floor, you'll return back to our world. And here's where it really got me. If you don't get off at the 10th floor, then press 1. If it doesn't press, keep on pressing until it works. That, to me, sounds like instructions (laughs) written by somebody who are like, yeah, listen. And at this point, sometimes it doesn't work quite right. So just do it again and again until it works. This is like how how you install an Epson printer. Like this is how the directions read. That lends more authenticity to the rest of this. It oh yeah, scared the shit out. Of me. <laughs> yep. Up until then, I was like, "This is a cute, creepy idea." And then I read that, and I was like, "Oh my god, this has happened!" Like this someone's actually- done that. <laughs> Someone was like, "No, no," I was really freaked out, but I just kept. Running. Eventually, I was able to get back. Yep. Um, so, for the uninitiated, um, uh, Amanda, thoughts on the elevator game? I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about elevators anymore. Right. Be in an elevator fair. again. That's that's, that's fair. Um, Jesse, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, so I think the answer is my my next question was going to be, would you guys try this? Because no. unlike driving through twelve bridges in a certain order or whatever, <laughs> you could pretty much do this anytime you're in like a like a, a an even a minor city. Like this is available to you pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Um, Rob, true believer, um what what do you think, bud? Oh and my god, do you I think this, this might have something to do with the Alyssa Lamb situation. Um in my heart of hearts it's it has nothing to do with it. But like the dreamer in me is like, man, I wish that's what happened. Um, and I would absolutely try this. I would 100% try this. I'm going to hold Rob to that because I imagine that in the coming few, the coming, you know, soon at some point, we're going to be in a place and I'm going to be like, all right, Rob, <laughs> get in this elevator. You're going to have problems. Like when it goes wrong, do we, how do we get to the roof to check in the water tank? To see if oh, that's a good point. Sure. Well, dude, just uh, Livius. Mm-hmm. I, I have to imagine that there's got to be elevators on that um, uh, Queen Mary boat, right? Where the Stoker yeah. Con's happening? I, to, I would have to imagine that that's, yeah. I guess the biggest problem with this, though, is you have to be in a place. That's a lot of floors to go to with nobody else. Like, Yeah, you'd have to have someone posted up at every floor just to prevent them from doing something while they did this. Yeah. Now, that being said... Um, Amanda, in answer to your question, maybe at step seven, when she reached the fifth floor, she looked at the girl because the girl uh. will then take you away. 
Yeah, she did it wrong, and she got taken by the girl. I think that's what happened. Someone yeah. dared her. See, it's still yeah. murder. <laughs> Someone was like, I dare you to look at her on the fifth floor. Uh, I think so, that... Uh... This was a, a little bit of I was like this is this is total wish fulfillment because I wanted to talk to the talk about this specifically so that we could get to the elevator game because the video itself is creepy enough but as you can see you know it was just kind of an okay story but you introduced that fucking elevator thing at the end and then suddenly it's just the most so think now of that video in the context of she was doing this game and it's like so much creepier. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I did. I said, all right, yeah, I'll talk about it. I'll research. I'll rewatch the videos. I'll read some theories and stuff. And yeah, I got to this and I was like, holy shit. This is I really don't think you group. should do this elevator game. I think it's a bad idea. I'm doing it. I'm going to make you will watch. You, will you at least take a snorkel? I'll feel safer if you have some type of <laughs> snorkel. <laughs> like scuba gear. For the, for the hotel water tank? Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's what happens though. You you wind up at the Cecil Hotel. The the security guard like is sitting there in a dark room on like little black and white monitors watching this, and he's looking at Rob <laughs> and he's going, "This fucking asshole's playing the goddamn elevator game." <laughs> he's like, "I watch three of these a day." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Here comes That's the little girl. Two. He just pressed three. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and maybe, and then he's almost at five. Back, Send someone it's, it's back to it's back to murder. You know, maybe he was just done with the elevator game, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm done with people messing with my elevators. I have to replace machinery so much more often now. If I start actually showing that this will lead to bad things, I'm gonna have to. You know, I'm not gonna have to do all this extra maintenance for people just abusing the elevator Amanda, buttons. Amanda has the best theory. It's the Otis elevator repair man. It was like, "Fuck this! I'm yeah. done. I'm done." <laughs> That well, left field like theory. Buttons and you know, and all the complaint calls from the elevator always being in use, and yeah. <laughs> there you have it, ladies Maybe and gentlemen. He's got a whole team of people. Maybe he's got a girl that he sends out to get on at the fifth floor. Yep. I don't yep. know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but I, I will give the short version. Listen, you don't know elevator terror until you hear a deaf person <laughs> who is trapped in an elevator. <laughs> Trying to communicate to other people that they can't get out of the elevator. Where is this coming from? I'm not going to go into it. We'll go into it off the air. I'm just, just live with that and know that I've been there. So. <laughs> All, right. All right. I don't know if we're going to top that tonight. All right. We're going to move on um, to the next topic, which, which <laughs> I think leads into this a little bit. So we're going to have Rob kick this off because there was a preview, perhaps, of this on yeah. the last episode. Yep. We're going to talk about what your biggest fear is. And I, and I want to clarify, um, this is not that, that I'm going to um, run out of gas before I get to work or, God, I'm just terrified of being late to parties or whatever. We're talking about kind of that horror-like fear. So. I think Rob is going to be able to um, to to better explain through his answer what kind of fear we're talking about. Yeah. So before we start, Jesse and Amanda, had you heard the talk about water in the in the previous episode? Yeah, but now all I can think about is being stuck in an elevator with you. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, now, yeah, now, now our greatest fear is all we're on an elevator with Rob. I don't think so I can ever water. stop you from playing that game. <laughs> Oh well, it only works if you're in the in the elevator by yourself. So, 
We'll just stand at the bottom and push all the buttons so the elevator won't move. We'll be the ones on the outside going, nope, he's not doing it. It's not going to happen. I think what good friend that Jesse is, if he ever sees me walking into an elevator by myself, he's just going to dive in with me (laughs) to protect me from the elevator game. Pretty much. Um, So uh, when we did the review of A House at the Bottom of a Lake, I talked about, I, I introduced Olivius in a way he was not expecting how terrifying things are that have to do with water and um uh how just fucking crazy creepy it is when like shit happens underwater things are scarier underwater than they are on land um i hope everybody agrees with me on that amanda jesse oh seriously like why is everyone always trying to do you know jason in space it should be jason underwater oh my god yeah (laughs) Uh, Alyssa lamb agrees with you rob yeah, she had some trouble with water. Amanda, any thoughts on water? I'm I'm not really afraid of water. I but you do move slower in water, so if you're trying to get away from something that's scary, then yes, it's going to up the terror factor. So I'll concede that. So I'm gonna introduce there's actually a phobia for what I'm talking about, so um, it's not just water. Like I wash my hands on a daily basis throughout the day. Cause I, you know, I, you know, work where I talk to a lot of people and stuff. So I've gotten in the habit of washing my, so like, it's not contact with water. That's a problem. It's like open, it's open water. So like if I was, uh, the example I gave on the previous episode was when we were canoeing on that lake and it was crystal clear water all the way to the bottom of the lake. And it felt like I was just floating on this vast nothing, and it was really scary. Um, There is a phobia, thalassophobia, which is defined as intense and persistent fear of the sea or sea travel, but more generally it's referred to as, like, being the fear of being on open water. So, the sea, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but the seas and oceans are vast. (laughs) And there is... They're fucking ginormous. <laughs> and I have a pond. It's huge. He's right. There is so <laughs> much shit under that water that we just don't know what's going on down there. There's species of animal that have never been discovered. Fucking whales. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see those videos? Like, you ever see that video where it's like this couple or these people or friends or whatever? They're like on a little boat and they're fishing in like the sound or whatever by the by the sea. And then a fucking whale just kind of, like, comes bursting out of the water because they're, like, you know, with their mouth open. And they're, like, four feet away from this person in the boat. And had the whale just been four feet over, your whole boat goes in that whale's mouth. (laughs) And you're done. You're done because the whale just came above the water. It wasn't even trying to kill you. It was an accidental murder. So, that... it's, It's that. It's just that the fact that, like... So we are on the ocean, what an ant is on my sidewalk when I'm walking to my car. I might not step on the ant, but if I do, that motherfucker is toast, and it didn't even register in my mind. And I think that's what the scary part is, like, I am so insignificant on the sea. And anything could happen to snuff me out, and it would have no effect on the overall vastness of that that area. I don't know. Rob, I'd like to ask a question. Yeah. Um, does this extend to fear of drowning too in same sea, or is it just the unknown, um, you know, creatures or, or whatever that are below you, be it you know whatever, just large fish or whales or the 
fucking Loch Ness monster or whatever. I think it's just the likelihood that shit could go wrong is so okay. out of control. I think it's a lack of control because, okay. like, you're out on the sea. A, something random could happen to mess with you. Or, like, if I just, like, you know, the plane crashes and I survive, but now I'm floating in the water. There's a there's almost no chance that I'm going to survive that, even if I survived. I don't know. It's just like that that loss of control. Um, that's that really makes kind of a little more thing. sense to me now that, that now that you kind of frame it that way. Yeah, and, and at least I don't have to think about. Because I kept thinking it was man, I'm going to find a puddle and see if I can push Robin. <laughs> and just freaks the fuck out. You would, you asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but all right, so I thought of a couple of I thought of an example. I was just looking up like I was trying. I would like I was literally googling stuff like why the sea is so scary, um, and I ran across this article. I don't have it up, but I'll just kind of tell you what I remember. Where there was a fucking nine foot great white shark that was tagged with like a location thing or like you know how they tag animals. I don't mm-hmm. know what they do. Maybe it was tagged like in Jaws, and all of the sudden the sensor for this, you know. This shark that was tagged, um, the the sensor, the temperature went way up, and and the fucking sensor went like two thousand feet directly down into the sea, like immediately. And the only conclusion that they could come to that made any sense was that something ate a fucking nine foot great white shark. I have questions. Isn't a nine foot great white shark just kind of like a meh? Great, like white shark, and not yeah, a great not white shark. A very big shark. Like you can go to the beach and see like six foot sharks. So how many? All right. So that's like. So I'm six deer. feet. I'm. Let's put this oh, in perspective. It's just a nine foot shark. No big deal, guys. <laughs> Amanda, let's put this into perspective. I'm six. I'm over six feet tall. So that's like me and a half tall, and something swallowed it in like one bite. <laughs> if that motherfucker yeah. doesn't have a chance, what chance do I have? Now, what, what? How many feet was Jaws? Like twenty, twenty, twenty-five, something like that. Okay. Now, you did made this that nine, up. It was does this twenty-five feet? That was just a that was a horror response. That was just just like twenty-five feet, huge. All right, we're gonna wow. have to Google. Wow, fucking accusations <laughs> being lobbed. <laughs> Amanda's <laughs> shooting holes. 20, twenty-five feet. <laughs> We're gonna find out. We're going to the internet. We're gonna discover this. I saw. I saw the, his jaw. Twenty-five foot the... shark. Name God purpose. damn it! Quint estimates its length at twenty-five feet or seven point six meters. Yes. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm seeing. It was estimated to be up to twenty-three feet. So yeah, that's. that's yeah. Damn it! I think they were all drunk. <laughs> all I'm saying is. <laughs> Like something, all right. So, if, all right. So, a first of all, fuck you. If you saw a nine foot great white shark, you'd be terrified. No, I would accept my death. I wouldn't even try. I'd be like, this is. It's too late for me to even worry. Right. <laughs> like that's done. fine. But then you're being eaten by something that then gets eaten by something even more monstrous, like in scale. Like it's those, and then it went two thousand feet into the water. I don't think a lot of things can survive that far down. So there is shit down there. That is just like, uh-uh. You ever see the abyss? Yeah, but it's like... <laughs> just starts throwing shit out. <laughs> ever been on the inside of a water tank on top of a hotel? It's fucked up. Yeah, See, yeah. the first thing I tried to think of was, like, if I got swallowed by a shark, and then a whale swallowed me, like, how do you, like, what do you call that? Like, it'd be like a turducken. 
but like it's an Amanda <laughs> Whale cracking yeah. in. It would be like a very aquatic <laughs> turducken situation. <laughs> yeah. But that's pretty freaky, though, isn't it? I mean, krakens and stuff, because like if you're thinking something that can eat not only eat a shark but also can survive 2,000 feet down. We're probably talking about an octopus of some yes. kind that eats sharks. <laughs> Thank yes. you, Jesse. Thank you. See, he is not letting me get into this elevator by myself. <laughs> it's, a mother, it's a motherfucking sharktopus. That could be a sharktopus. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to go ahead and go next, um, and I don't have a lot of elaborate explanation for mine. So It's ghosts. Um, we all know. No, no, actually it's not. And And, and I thought pretty hard long and hard about this like yeah ghosts creep me out a little bit but i have a nearly physical reaction to when i'm watching a movie and somebody gets their throat cut and i say that in that uh rob says i'm desensitized so i and i am i am i i mean you know i'm like the popcorn guy when when we're watching uh, the the worst and goriest horror movie but something about seeing somebody get their throat cut really uh, <laughs> triggers something almost emotional in me and I can feel – so if you've ever cut yourself with a fairly sharp blade, and I've done it a, a couple of times, not not on purpose, um, there's like a kind of silky smooth cold <laughs> feeling followed by pain. And when I see that – kind of cringing just listening to you. <laughs> when I see that knife go across somebody's throat in, in – in, I've only – I've never seen it in person, so I'm going to qualify that by saying in a TV show or a movie um, – I can kind of feel that that first <laughs> sensation. You threw the legal in there. Yeah, yeah. I can kind of, I can kind of feel that sensation, and I'm telling you, man, I have a near physical reaction to it. Uh, it's a little bit like in, uh, um, and and Jesse might. Wait, be you don't get like it. aroused. That's not the physical reaction. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Um, I, I did feel a little bit the same way kind of, like, not a... <laughs> in in watching old boy when he cuts his tongue out. I, I kind of had that same thing. So I don't know if it's just being cut by a really sharp knife that does it, but typically it, it happens to be. So I would have to say in that horror genre element of fear that, that having my throat cut is, is, uh, is gotta be at the top of the list. All right. So, so at the end you said having your throat cut, cause up until this point, like, it was just like your fear was watching throats get cut, and I was a little confused no, by that. No, so. no, 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 and that's what I'm saying. I don't like I, I you know, I can't relate to it because it's not happened to me. Like you've been out on vast water, so imagine never having been on vast water, but then being affected every time you saw a movie where people were on a boat. I think it would be more along those lines. So yeah, it, it's it's fear of having my throat cut. Um, that, that, that's yeah, that that's my thing. So. Um, I, uh, questions, concerns? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know how to pass off. Anyone has anything to say about it? Here's your chance. I mean, you kind of chose a, th- a fear that everybody has. I don't know if anybody's looking forward to having their throat cut. <laughs> Fair enough, but it, it's the one. Like you know, like being out on a boat doesn't bother me at all. Like I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. You know, it might bother other people. Shark to like, No other gore like affects you at all. It's just throat. Yeah, pretty much that. Yeah. And tongues, I guess by, you know, so it's the mouth yeah, area. I, yeah. yeah, I guess, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yep. Like mouth to shoulder, that area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone has their, like, clavicle cut. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling their pain. But a nice slice across your pectoral muscle, no no reaction. None at all, that's hot. 
Livius <laughs> <laughs> is like, that's Friday night. Yeah, that's sexy. What about seeing someone get trait? Have you ever seen that in a show or a movie? Yeah, that doesn't bother me. That's like a medical procedure. That that doesn't bother me. I have seen that. Wait, so because it's life saving, it's okay? I think so. I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really explored like the reasons behind it. I've never really thought of because I've seen tracheotomies. I, I I watched actually a number of doctor type shows, and of course that's <laughs> on TV, is, right? Like, yeah, like give me a pen. Tracheotomy. Livy so. is like I'm watching people give tracheotomies every day. I, I watch. It's on. Uh, it's called Trach Hub. Because <laughs> earlier I threw out a Pornhub reference and nobody got it. What was your Pornhub reference? We were talking about clowns. Some came up and I said, "Yeah, Clown Hub or X X Clown." And it was there was just silence. There was nothing to. Oh, you poor man. One more thing that's been that's been that's been bothering me a little bit about you guys specifically, and Rob will know. I give a shit what people think about me. But something, <laughs> there was no reaction to something I said. And I was like, I wonder if they actually believe this about me. Jesse found a list of horror porn movies. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and I'll be honest, I kind of misread it. No, that it was at my. First. I found a list. <laughs> oh, you found lists. Okay. I misread it at first because the movie is called Forced Entry. <laughs> and then I went to it. And of course, like one of the first titles I saw had something to do with like rape. <laughs> And just one of you guys, I guess it was, I think it was Jesse that said, Hey, I think we found our topic. We should pick a movie off of this. And I commented and said, I've seen all of them and they suck. <laughs> and nobody, like, there was not, there was just silence. And I, I think to myself, like, maybe they think I've seen all like 74 of these movies. <laughs> uh, and I was joking, I've only seen like half of those movies. <laughs> so I want to clarify this. There's some good titles. I thought it was possible. I have not seen Forced Entry, either the 1974 version or the 2012 version, which is the one that I think came into question. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I kind of thought it was more like the uh, Ed Wood type boob movies, horror movies that you were talking about. And thought, eh, maybe you did watch them. I don't know. <laughs> I have that list up, by the way. There's some nice titles on there. <laughs> the Texas... Have you seen the sinful dwarf, Livius? <laughs> I don't have to answer that I mean, question. Sounds, I'm not. You're not the one funny. asking questions. He means he means oh, on TV, <laughs> not like in person. Oh. Have you met? Have you met? Have you met the sinful dwarf? Clowns again. My my biggest fear is trying to qualify a comment I make and then being picked down for the <laughs> change. My my answer. I think well. Here's the thing: to to answer you seriously in yes. that specific situation, I think that everybody knows that's just the kind of answer you would give. Yeah, yeah. So at least in my, I was like, all right, that's Olivia's answer. Like, I know he hasn't seen all of these, but it was funny. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. like I don't want to talk about that topic on the podcast. <laughs> he doesn't. Answer. Amanda really didn't want to get into a wet dream on Elm Street. Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> The title. All right, the list. Just to be clear, for the people who are listening who weren't part of our four-person uh, chat, is um, on Wikipedia. There's there's a list called pornographic horror films, and it came up because of other things we were talking about. So, Camp Cuddly Pines Power Tool Massacre. <laughs> Cuddly Pines. Cuddly Pines. <laughs> <laughs> that actually. All right. So I may I may have to make a note because that actually sounds really entertaining. We're all writing that one right? down. Yeah. Everyone's writing that one. 
I'm staying away from the the really creepy sounding ones that that yeah. Oh yeah, I, I looked through that list and and I, I honestly thought it was all just like rape porn from just yeah. the few titles I saw. I was like, yeah. this isn't. This is just straight up nasty stuff. <laughs> like, just not even not an attempt at being a parody. More just like hardcore nasty shit. How could you not um, be curious about what the sinful dwarf is about? <laughs> I don't know. Midget porn. Midget porn played out for me in the nineties. <laughs> Noted. All right. Who's, are we are we done with your your phobia? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Oh no. We're done. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Jesse. Do you have? Do you, not that you. You have to have one. What is it? I'm I'm with Rob. My my biggest one is probably water. Or claustrophobia, which are kind of related to me. I guess it's not really claustrophobia if you're drowning. But it feels that way, you know. Mm. Oh yeah, no, I get that. And you can't escape the water; you can't get out of it. Yeah, I mean, this actually came up earlier today in a private conversation that Rob's aware of. Where I'm like, basically, any water that I can't stand up in, I'm terrified of being in it or on it, whether it's a boat or, you know, whatever. So the booked cruise 2020 will not include Jesse. <laughs> Jesse will not be on the the booked cruise in four years. No, listen, we're just we're gonna do it on um, we're gonna do it with the the Grand Victoria Casinos. We talked a little bit about this in the last podcast too, <laughs> where the water's only like six feet deep, so, and we'll just get Jesse platform shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so in the event, dude, problem the solved. Up, it's, yeah, yeah, I got it. We're good. We're good. We can still do the book cruise. Amanda, what do you got? Oh, mine sounds dumb now. I don't, I don't like animatronic dolls. <laughs> what? That sounds amazing. We need to talk more about this. Yeah, like, I'm curious. Like the like dolls, Furbies look, and stuff. No, like no, they have to look human. The ones that look like animals don't bother me. Um, dolls that look like people that they try to make look realistic, and then like sometimes they'll they'll blink. Or move. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask some questions see if we can clear they this up. They have eyelashes so, and some of them have motors in them, and turn like on, like if you get like, near them, like they're motion activated, and like those American dolls are really freaky. Right, so you're legitimately talking. You're legitimately talking about like dolls that you purchase. Like you're not talking when you said animatronic dolls. The first thing that came to mind though, it's not a doll, is the um. <laughs> The the mind reader, what what's that called? Um, you know, you put in like the 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 coin, oh, and like the fortune the teller fortune. thing, like from oh, Big. Yeah, yeah but like I it moves. Like that. Yeah, I don't really like okay. that either. Like it's like at House on the Rock where they had the um um, the big automatic the the orchestra that all plays like that. They're they they're jerking. I'm making the motions now, but you can't see me playing the invisible violin. And they all like move at the same time. <laughs> the entire fake orchestra moves at the same time. How did you get through Dr. Fibes? <laughs> right. I mean, I loved it, but that terrifies me, but I love it. But it's, you know, and that's far away. That's, like, on the screen. But, like, this summer, like, we went to Disney World, and I went on the, the Small World ride, and that was bad. The Small World ride is bad, <laughs> and not just because, like, the Asian animatronics like they drew slant eyes on them like not just that reason for those reasons <laughs> that's but terrifying because, like everything everything like it's on the donald trump small world <laughs> right? it's, it's, 
But it's from like the fifties <laughs> or like the forties, so it's like everything's kind of just like that. But everything just kind of moves, just not exactly right like it's just off enough like even the hippo that's in there like its eyes <laughs> blink and it has really long eyelashes but its eyes don't blink at exactly the same time like one of the eyes gets kind of stuck on the way down like as it's blinking and like they're all like that like they're off just enough and you go did somebody like put everything just like slightly off so it would be like that much creepier so that nothing's doing exactly what it's supposed to i don't think disney world goes for creepy there, that it does because I've been <laughs> on the ride. There's no way that that's supposed to be enjoyable in not like a horrifying sense. It is a scary, scary, scary place, and they hang from the ceiling and they drop down on little like flower things, and you look up and there are dolls on like flower umbrellas, and they will like look at you and blink at you and wave, and it's that it's not cool. So are so, you afraid that, like, robot animals and people are fake enough to not move like us? Or are you more scared of what if they made them to be so you couldn't tell? It's somewhere right on that line. Like, the line between, like, not real and real. Like, I don't like ventriloquist dummies either. Or, like, Pinocchio is, like, the scariest thing. Like, I... I don't even like to talk about like the entire idea of Pinocchio. That he's like a puppet. And he can move around. Pinocchio became a real boy. Does that freak like, you out? I know. Yes, it does freak me out. It freaks me out really bad. And that blurs that Spoiler alert. even further that those things can, <laughs> that they can that they can do that. And then like I mean like even like Annabelle, that movie Annabelle that they made like is a spinoff. It's like the con of the, the Conjuring, mm-hmm. where like that doll was in it, and like you kept waiting for her to move. That movie scared the crap out of me. Like, it scared the shit out of me. Like, I watched it at 11 a.m. and I still texted my husband at work and was like, you have to come home. (laughs) The doll is in the house. There's a baby in the house. I'm watching this movie. You need to come home. I thought that it would be fine because it's in the morning. and But it's not fine. The doll is in the house with them all the time. And I was just, like, in a state of terror, like, waiting for something to happen. And the only time I could breathe was when she would go to the grocery store because I knew the doll was not at the grocery store. So, <laughs> also Amanda. birds. Like, that's another one, like, domesticated birds. We're not, See, they... <laughs> we're not done with the dolls yet. We are okay, not done with right. the dolls yet. Uh, Amanda, Takitina. Do you know Do you know who that is? I'm sorry, what? Takitina. <laughs> it, it's from, it's from, um, uh, I, I could look it up. It's from probably one of the most popular Twilight Zone episodes. Yes, yes, I know what that Talkie is. Takitina. Yes. Is that, mm-hmm. is that, a, is that a, a pressure point for you? Oh, uh, oh. Uh. Yes, it's awful. <laughs> okay. So it's this, one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it's a really good episode. It's a really good episode, but it's terrifying. So this is a, I mean, uh, it's an Uncanny Valley thing, right? Are we all familiar with the term Uncanny Valley? Is anybody... We're about, we're about to be when you explain it. <laughs> Do you, or does anybody know what I'm talking about? Uncanny Valley? No. Jesse? No. Nope. Oh, my God. All right. So um, I brought up the Wikipedia um, page for this, uh, and I'm just going to read the beginning description. You'll tell me if this is kind of what what's creeping you out. In aesthetics, the uncanny valley is the hypothesis that human replicas that appear almost but not exactly like real human beings elicit feelings of eeriness and revulsion among some observers. Valley denotes a dip in the human observer's affinity for the replica, a relation that otherwise increases with the replica's human likeness. 
Examples can be found in robotics, 3D computer, computer animation, and lifelike dolls, among others. So basically the idea is if something is human-like but obviously fake, you can accept it. But the more realistic it becomes, at a certain point, instead of you being okay with it, it becomes just horrifying. But then when you get to someone who's actually real, then you're back to being fine with it. No, because, like, the dummies and things like that are obviously fake, and they're still, like, bad and obviously evil, and they all contain souls of the people that have owned them before that don't realize that their souls are missing. So. Whoa. <laughs> now that you put it that uh, way. <laughs> <laughs> um, live, uh, uh. You shouldn't make stuff that looks like, I mean, this stuff, it looks like humans, and then it moves. Yeah, it's like, uncanny like valley. Just, like, like if I just keep if I just keep describing it, like you're gonna be like, oh yeah, you're right, that is scary. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. eventually, if you say it enough times, we'll <laughs> we'll buy into it. So what you're talking we'll just about? Just give it, in so you don't say it again. <laughs> I'm gonna say this a different way, Amanda. What you're describing is exactly the uncanny valley. That's exactly what it is. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> so, Rob, how I don't even how do you know this? How do I know? Because you expected all of us to know it. Like it's just common knowledge. Uh, I don't know, like, we're all kind of educated people who are young enough to know, like, the term, I don't know, it's, it's, okay. it's, I mean, it's a common way to describe, like, the revulsion at something, so, like, a good example of something that would, would be human-like, but revulsion, re- revulsing, would be, like, a zombie, or, like, when a robot, like, a realistic robot looks too real, but not real enough, like, there's obvious fakeness to it. Those are the types of things that that's what. Oh the, no, uh, I, I understand the concept. I was just curious as to you knowing this name. And what, do we know what the origin of Uncanny, like why that's the name? Um, no, I think the reason that it became a, a more mainstream thing or something that someone would talk about is because of things like anime, like computer animation, CGI, things like that, mm-hmm. um, or just at, like. Anima, I guess animatronics or, or like the making of robots that are that are realistic, more lifelike, yeah. Which is something that over the last couple of decades has become more and more, you know, common. But then, I didn't why know. are American girl dolls more freaky than like the Japanese robot girl dolls? Because Japanese robot girl dolls are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I have. He's I got a point. Pictures true. of the three I that I have, them. and I got a thought. Livius likes the ones where it looks like it's a girl, but it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. You know what else? Those real dolls, but they're all afraid of me. It's not the other way around. They're like he's not getting anywhere near my uncanny valley. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, Livius. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to find out if I should be revulsed, but revulsed, revolted, <laughs> revolted, revolted, revolted by um by real dolls. So I don't know. I'm I'm doing research to see if there if that's a thing. <laughs> have you seen one like in real life? No, yeah, neither have I. No, I haven't. That's no. the problem. You got to like oh, order yeah, one. Yeah, movies. <laughs> Olivius <laughs> was just looking at the microphone sideways to see if like it sounded like we believed him. <laughs> um, no, those things are really expensive, man. How much does a real doll cost? 
Honestly, probably about, I'm just guessing, two, $3,000? No, they're more expensive than that. They're like tens of thousands of dollars. There you go. I just typed into a search, I want to buy a real doll. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Your targeted advertising is going to get really interesting. Real doll website. All right. So we can continue talking while I shop for real dolls, I guess. Wow, those are, <laughs> those are creepy looking. <laughs> Amanda, I'm going to go ahead and recommend don't go to the real doll website. No, but they don't move on their own. Whoa, so, $7,000. Holy crap. 60. They don't they don't move. Like they don't have like you don't have to fear like if they fall over that they're going to like go or like their eyes will blink. <laughs> yeah, until <laughs> until it's sitting across the room and you look away and when you look back it's it's head turned or something like that. Yeah. God. Right. <laughs> right. But here's what I'm going to say. I just learned from the real doll website, which I've never visited before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's way cheaper to just get the parts you want than to get the entire doll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm on the I'm on the dark web right now, and it's just cheaper to get a real person. <laughs> Yeah, all you need is a white van and some candy. All right. Uh, This got got really dark all of a sudden. (laughs) uh, See, I knew this like everybody's fears. I knew that would be a good topic. I um I, really I, I wanted to yeah. Did you come up with that one too? Mr. I came up with all the ideas. Uh no, Olivia, I think that was your suggestion, <laughs> but it was based on the fact that I was talking about my fear last time. Very true. Very, very true. Um so we're in a way talk he's about, still partially taking credit for it. <laughs> um we're gonna talk about Rob's second biggest fear now. Yeah. I mean this is where I'm gonna mute my mic. <laughs> which is which is and, and I think I mean it's an we're October. Gonna, we're gonna tradition. talk about witches? It's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's an October tradition, not just for me, but for at least dozens of people around the world. It's the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, now in its 41st anniversary from uh, from the time of release of the first movie, Fox saw fit. And this should be no surprise to listeners because we've talked about it probably ad nauseum over the last couple of months. That Fox was going to remake the Rocky Horror Picture Show, now entitled the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Let's do the time warp again. And we can probably start, because three of us have seen this, or at least a good portion of it, and have thoughts. Let's start with the title. The Rocky Horror Picture Show, Let's Do the Time Warp Again. Um, Amanda, thoughts on, <laughs> on the if naming convention? If you were familiar with the actual Rocky Horror, then why would you need to add that? Like, hey, do you remember what we're talking about? Have you heard of that thing, the time warp? You know, the, that's what we're talking about. We're going to do that. It sounds like it's not appealing. Yeah, to, I, like the the core, you know, fans. It's very redundant. Well, it that. it also felt like me, and I know they don't they don't have to do this because we remake movies very frequently nowadays. Because at first I thought, okay, well maybe they want to differentiate a way to differentiate it from the original film. But then I thought nobody does that. You you reboot mm-hmm. a film, you just call it the same thing. So um, Jesse, doing the time warp again over there, buddy. It almost sounds like they wanted to do. Like they wanted to do the time warp on Glee, and then yeah. someone had the great idea, like, "Hey, how about instead of doing the time warp on Glee, we just redo the whole thing?" I I, I hate to be the one That's to break it perfect. to you. That's they perfect. did the time warp on Glee. There was an episode I didn't watch it, 
but they did a Glee Rocky Horror Picture Show. So oh. they, they already <laughs> And then apparently got like the showrunner from Glee to do this movie. I'm not making this up. This, oh, this so is all Jeff factual. Oh, absolutely movie. right then. Then that's it then. Livius is a closet Gleek. I've, I've never seen Glee. Um, so then I it did... was even more self-congratulatory than like, hey, I did the time warp already on my show, so I'm going to go and do it again. Cause Maybe that's what they again job. referred to. Yeah, so um, I, I mean, there are some questions um, and, and it's it's definitely a split on, on casting. But the, the biggest um, and, and, and I'll throw it over to you guys for discussion. Um, Laverne Cox as Dr. Frankenfurter. Um, Jesse, thoughts? I thought she did a pretty good job. I mean, the whole honestly, the whole time I was watching it, part of my brain was like, nothing can ever live up to what Rocky Horror was. You know, just like kind of how Grease can never live up to what that was. And like, I was just like, it kind of just made me want to watch the original, actually. So I have a hard time being objective. This is what I'm saying. But it seemed like she did a pretty good job. Uh, Amanda, I, I get the feeling you and I are in the same camp, and this might launch into a, a, a longer uh. discussion. So I, I want to be clear that I think I, I'm pretty sure that the um, transgender community has already abandoned us as a podcast. So I, <laughs> I, I think that we can speak freely yeah, on some of our right. thoughts about this. Yeah, so <laughs> it's probably episode four or five when I, <laughs> when I just started going off script. Um, thoughts on Laverne Cox's Frank. <clears throat> It doesn't, I don't understand, I don't understand, it doesn't make sense, because Laverne Cox is not, like, a transvestite, like, she's not a man who dresses as a woman, she was born a man and lives her life as a woman, which makes her not a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Yeah, I questioned her, her Transylvanianness. From early yeah, on, I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I'm Resident expert, Livius. I'm not saying she did a bad job, but like we're saying she, Laverne Cox, as opposed mm. to Tim Curry, who was obviously being a transvestite, which I thought was what the role was supposed to be. But does that matter, though? No. OK, so so it might matter. And and here's why, Jesse. And, and maybe maybe you guys can can give me some answers on this or you guys can give me some guidance Um Here's because it affects the story. So I thought it was really interesting that and, and interesting in, in a hopeful way when, when this was announced. Now, to be fair, I don't know a lot about Laverne Cox. I know she was in Orange is the New Black, which I didn't watch. And I'm going to get very specific here because of the roles and the expectations of the roles. So we they remade it without purposely changing anything so the characters are the same names this is not um, someone's interpretation of the rocky horror picture show it's nearly line for line the same thing i was under the impression that laverne cox was a a pre-op um transgendered person which made a certain amount of sense um to the role i thought but in finding out, because I got to tell you, I Googled, God damn it, I, hate, I don't even know why I do this to myself. I Googled, does Laverne Cox have a penis? And I found <laughs> out that the answer is not anymore, which now makes her a full-blown woman. But I think that, I mean, but even if she is living as a woman mm-hmm. and is a woman and we're saying she, then she's not a transvestite. She's still... Yeah, there were a lot of questions about the transvestite thing. So the, the well, mm-hmm. and I mean, and I think that gets into the you know people are trying to 
make, you know, the entire idea of transgender, like, less complicated, and then you do something like this, which is, like, legitimately confusing, and then people go, okay, I, th- I thought I had a handle on this, but then everybody seems kind of cool with this, which doesn't make sense. And but we've had, like, non-transgendered people play transgender roles in movies and TV before. Yeah, and that's you know? like kind of bullshit. And, like, the transgender community kind of hates that. You know, they talk about, like, you know, um, all of that, like, oh, and he's dressing up as a woman, you know. And well, they make- shouldn't this be payback then? <laughs> Wait a minute. So let's all right. Just let's take a second here. I want to make sure that I understand the argument that's happening here, because of what you all just talked about. Are we saying that that um, a transgendered person playing a transvestite is the same as like Matt Damon in that Great Wall of China movie? This is like a cultural appropriation thing. <laughs> no, my concern with it is, and if I go on and explain exactly how it affects the movie differently okay so i i I don't i don't care what laverne cox does to be quite honest it's not something i think about on a regular basis this is like the the bruce lee movie where it's all about a white guy what bruce lee movie it's about a white guy i didn't see that no i think i think rob gets what i'm the angle i'm probably coming at from (laughs) when we have like you know White people playing other races and stuff. No, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I, but here's my point. And Rob is not. I don't think he's familiar enough with the story to to get it. So I'm going to push this back over to you guys. Frankenfurter gets into bed with Brad. Yeah. Okay. Changing yes, basically, too, yes. basically changing Brad's sexual orientation, or at least yes. opening it up in the original film, because he winds up having sex with a man. He then goes on and has sex with Janet, which then opens Janet up just to the idea of sex because she's a virgin at the beginning of the movie and it's not after a visit from Frankenfurter. Right. So now what we have is we have a woman getting into bed with with Brad. So he just has sex with a woman, which is you like it or not. That's 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 the majority of people is what they do. So there's nothing really weird there for for Brad. And then Janet has (laughs) a a lesbian, a lesbian (laughs) relationship. With a woman, and it changes the dynamic of the whole movie. Wait, so the character... But she doesn't. The character reflects the gender identity of the actor? Or is is she still playing someone who's supposed to be a man dressed as a woman? So... I thought that was going to be the case. I thought that... I thought that... But they refer to her as she... Right. I thought Frankenfurter was a bisexual male transvestite. He was. Yes. Yes. In the original. And I'm so, not saying that from from a song and dance standpoint that that changes anything <laughs> like like, you know, that, that that don't dream it be it becomes different. As a matter of fact, that was one of the more touching moments in the movie. Yeah, um, it's that it actually like legitimately crying in the original where you're just like tears and the dripping. Yeah, yeah. But it changes the dynamic of the movie because we have a, a, a now a full fledged woman who is referred to as she on several occasions in the remake. And it seems like it was done more to, I don't know, to to, to force an issue. To that point. So, I mean, but with a transvestite, when a man's dressed as a woman, when they're in that attire, you do refer to them as she, though. Yeah. Not if yeah. Okay. Just dressing as, like, not if they just wear women's clothes. Like that's just being that's just right. a transvestite. That's yeah. Just a dude that likes women's clothes. Like right, but I think I, I think I'm with. So I think my main confusion is, 
is the portrayal of and I understand we want to we want to be very sensitive with how we portray a character named Frankenfurter um is that was a joke is is it that I just want to make sure I understand this originally a dude who is a transvestite and now in this remake or redo or whatever you want to call it the character is a post-op transgender or the character is still a transvestite that's what I want to know the character I'm guessing is a post-op transgender. So here's here's part of the issue with it. <laughs> because they purposely cast Laverne Cox and it became a big deal, we have to assume that Laverne Cox is Laverne Cox in this movie. Okay. So we're going that's to what assume I, that's what I that she's okay. a post, post-op transgender. But in the original movie, nobody refers to Dr. Frankenfurter as she. All right. Right. They do very specifically in this. So they do refer to him as he, I believe. And I can go back and, and rewatch and yeah. probably pull a couple of. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. It actually changes yeah. the dynamic of the movie. Sure. Sure. Because he affects the sexual um, orientation or inclination of two of the characters. And that's really the whole point of the movie. Right. And his. Yeah. And his entire lifestyle and embracing of the type of lifestyle, not as being a different sex, but just his lifestyle and kind of drawing them out of, you know, being uptight and all of that is more. Yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought, but <laughs> here's how I view it in a nutshell without, without, you know, drawing a lot of argument in the original movie, basically, um, uh, Frankenfurter opens Brad up to the idea of being bisexual and opens Janet up to her first sexual experience with a man, because then she goes on and then five minutes later in the movie sleeps with another man. So he basically kind of turns her into a little bit of a, a of a. I'm going to be very careful how I say this. <laughs> he he became, he makes her become fairly promiscuous. Wow. Um, through having sex with her. <laughs> you really danced around that one. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> but like I said, this changes the whole thing because now Brad has straight sex with a woman. Uh, I'm assuming for the first time because it's not really covered if Brad has ever had sex with a woman, although it's unlikely. And then <laughs> Janet has, <laughs> Janet has a, 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 a girl-girl encounter that then, if you really think about it, will get offended, sends her directly out to have sex with a man. Well, okay, maybe if they had made Rocky into a girl in the new one, that would have made that, that would have, have actually made yeah, more sense. Yeah, that would have that would have kind of it made still wouldn't have affected out. the Brad storyline. So I guess what I'm saying is they shouldn't have made it. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> like so. it was perfect before. <laughs> Did uh, Rob was confused before, and Rob's even more confused now. <laughs> well, all I want to know is was was Meatloaf in this version of? I think wasn't Meatloaf in the original one. Meatloaf he was, was and he was awesome. Yes, exactly. He was the best. So, he was the best. So from a from a, a technical review standpoint, I'm going to say this, um, and, and you guys feel free to chime <laughs> in if you agree or disagree. I absolutely loved the opening where they actually use the usherette who is credited in the original film, but there is no usherette. I thought the opening sequence was perfect and I was super hopeful beyond the opening sequence. And then it just kept going down and down till towards the end of the movie where it came back up a little bit. Jesse agree. Um, at the end, I actually think that, that the only thing Laverne Cox did, right. It was over. 
No, I think I think that Laverne Cox got progressively better throughout it. And by the time we're 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 watching the floor show and, and the Frankenfurter death sequence spoilers, um, that, that I actually was was <laughs> finally buying, finally buying it. If you don't know how a forty year old movie ends, right? That's that's how we have to kind of you know that's the cap forty years. Yeah. Um, um, did you guys did you guys like the opening sequence? It versus it just the lips. It it was great. Yeah. yeah. Amanda. Yeah, it was all right, but I was basically pissed. All right, <laughs> okay. Um, I will throw out. Did you did you guys catch? So the the first scene is you know the the wedding that they're at, and then damn it, Janet, they're doing the thing in the cemetery, which I also thought was brilliant because you had this weird cast of characters that were were bringing out that coffin, and there was one guy just dressed like a like a his like a Latino gangbanger <laughs> with all the people in the black, which I thought was great. But did you guys catch that he proposes to her over Mary Shelley's grave? No. No. So he proposes to her over a grave that says Mary Shelley and has like a like a birth and death date. And then the the little, I don't know, is it a tagline when it's on a tombstone? What's that called? Epitaph? It's a tagline. It's not a tagline. <laughs> it's a log line. Yeah. A log line. It says, it says there's a light, which is leads into the next song, which is there's a light over at the Frankenstein place. So I thought that was actually a really nice touch. And I was looking forward to more of that in the movie. And really, I only caught like one or two other references that were kind of outside of the original that I thought but were. If it's, cool. And it's the same group that did Glee. No, that... I want to correct that. That is not the case. Oh, okay. okay. It I was is. Say, that whole start strong and then just kind of lose interest and wander away thing is kind of. The, the people that were involved with this were involved with the high school musical series, not Glee. The people who did Glee are the same show creators for American Horror Story. Oh yeah, I know that. And Ryan Murphy Queens. and Brad Falchuk, and, yeah, and okay. Nip Tuck, and Nip Tuck, yeah. So, um, uh, High School Musical, those series, that person was involved uh, with okay. Rocky Horror Picture Show, so totally different. Got it. Okay, my apologies. I, I actually, when you said that, kind of thought it was. I was like, I don't see what you were saying. That's different. <laughs> then, but yeah, I guess that's two different things. Because okay. I knew of the connection with Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk to like um, Scream Queens and American Horror Story, I was like, wait a minute, really? And then so I had to, I had to. While while you guys were talking about something that I know nothing about, I did a little research. <laughs> Your hopes were dashed. No, I think I'm this. I'm pretty satisfied with how it all turned out. <laughs> uh, I actually think that um, Adam Lambert, who played the meat loaf role in this, was one of the only casting choices I agreed with. I th- I thought he knocked it out of the park. Isn't the I guy from him. Maroon Five? I, I think so, no, but whoever Adam he is. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Adam <laughs> Lambert, um, I don't know who he is. He's a singer <laughs> of some the, sort. Um, one of those shows, one of those contest shows. Oh, he won one of thing. those things. Yeah. There's like he did a great job. And Vic- Victoria Justice was fucking channeling Susan Sarandon. She sounds like her when she sings. So I, I thought Victoria Justice was an excellent, um, excellent casting choice. Maybe some of the Transylvanians, but everybody and Ben Vereen. I think Riff Raff should have played Riff Raff. <laughs> I mean, they they all should have just come back and played them. So. I think, oh, I think I mean, like the rapper, like the rapper Richard. Riff Raff, should have. Oh, played, see, like, I thought when you said that, I thought you meant Richard O'Brien, the the actual no, creator. No, I mean played. like Riff Raff with the grill. And the like, um, Bart Simpson tattoos, and like I think he should have played Griff Raff. I thought I think that yeah. would have been you. You posted really a picture funny. of that, but I didn't even know who that was, so I wasn't catching that. That yeah, reference. see, it, because when I saw Riff Raff for the first time, I was like, "Look, it's James Franco and 
Spring Breakers or Iggy Azalea. I don't know. But it was actually a real person. Can we just talk about Tim Curry for a second? <laughs> so we, we can absolutely talk about Tim Curry. Um, was there something specific you want to talk about Tim Curry? Or are we still Rocky Horror reboot related? Well, um, no, this is completely off. So if you want to wrap up Rocky Horror... Okay. If well, you have Tim anything, Curry, it, we've been talking about Tim Curry the whole time because when we talked about clowns, we, you know, there's yeah, he played, so well, been and here the whole time. I think that's what I want to go into. I looked up Tim Curry to be entirely honest to see if he was still alive, and I'm on his IMDb page, and the four, <laughs> the four movies that it shows like known for, like the like the prominent like you see the movie posters for, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Charlie's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> the Hunt for Red October and Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. <laughs> oh, man. That's oh, wow. rough. Like, if that, wow. if I was Tim Curry and I went to IMDb and I saw that, I would flip a fucking table. Yeah, I would be pissed. I'd, yeah. Wow. No legend? No clue? <laughs> Seriously, yeah, no, like. No it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a little concerning. I, I thought you were going to say just Rocky Horror Picture Show because he's in the reboot, too. He's the only original cast member to, to partake in yeah. the remake. Yeah, I mean, he was Pennywise in it. I didn't realize that until recently when they started talking about remaking that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just those, that combination of four movies, it made me realize that they put that guy in anything, first of all. <laughs> And second of all, if I were him, I would really be pissed at that lineup of, of, of and movies. And try to get that all changed. Yeah. Just, this is not true. It's so weird. It's a weird combination. Um, any emotional... Amanda, did you make it all the way through? Did you watch the whole reboot? No, I'm sorry. Right. I watched bits um, and pieces. That's, a, that's okay. being the original, you know. Jesse, did you see it all the way through? I made it all the way through. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be really honest with you. I got all choked up when when um, Tim Curry sings sings the the you know the the iconic line and and don't dream it be it in his in his current you know kind of state. Man, he is just he's looking rough. Well, he had a stroke, <laughs> so it's the first thing he's been in <laughs> since he had a stroke. Does he look good for Four having had a ago. stroke? You know, for having had a, a massive stroke, yeah, actually. I mean, he's 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 in a motorized wheelchair, and, and you could tell that the lines were delivered slowly and deliberately. But God bless him for for even turning up for this. I mean, it, it is his most iconic role. I don't think anybody can argue with that. Um, and, and I think that it was not just a nice touch, but that it was probably the most genuine thing that they did in the entire reboot was having him play the the narrator. Aww. Are we gonna go out on a on like a touching note? Sounds like. <laughs> when are you gonna bring touching notes? I guess that's what we want to talk about because <laughs> it seems like I'm always the one that has to go touching on this goddamn podcast. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that when you were in your the, the van. <laughs> that you just gotta get Rob talking about Harry Potter, and then you can get him to get all touching. Oh man, really? Yeah. <laughs> I get I get really sentimental about the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> It's such a good story, man. It's got all the feels. So good. Um, actually, I had an emotional moment last night. Jesse is aware of this. Um, I'm rewatching the Hannibal series, and I just finished watching episode, uh, se- season two last night. Talk about feels. And good God, yeah. like I was in tears with the whole weird murder husband things, and I was wearing my murder husband shirt while they were 
killing each other and breaking each other's hearts and stuff like that. <laughs> so good. So good. Amanda, I have a I have a shirt that says murder husbands. <laughs> and it's like in the background there's like a silhouette of like Hannibal and Will Graham like in one of those like they're holding each other kind of scenes and it's like the stars. Oh, that so... is a very that's very touching. <laughs> I know I kind of laughed while I said that, but I mean I do mean it. It is just strange that we go from like really touching to like laughing really hard. Like that's pretty much. I mean, that's we shift a lot of gears here. Um, so yeah, that was my touching moment recently. I rewatched. Um, I'm I'm two episodes into season three, but man, the end of season two of Hannibal was just like such an emotional punch. And I realize now why most people like why it didn't last. It's because there's so many people in the world that are just too unsophisticated that they don't they don't get the depth of what's going on in this show. Um, so. And that's, it's very it's heavy, people are and it's stupid. very rich and full. Like, yeah. every moment is, like, soaked. And there's a lot of intelligent stuff that happens. Yeah. There's, like... So, like, there's a lot of culture and references to books and, you know, entertainment things, the opera, things like that. And it's all a bunch of stuff where people are like, Durr, derp. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I don't so want to watch this highfalutin <laughs> murder show. <laughs> I want boobs. I need to see some boobs. Where are the boobs? A, a measure of that show's success is that it survived three seasons yeah. in a Friday night time slot. That's true. Yeah. That is true. That that is that is where they put the shows that either are really inexpensive to produce or shows that are on their way out. I mean, that's you're not yeah. getting a lot of viewers on Friday night. And I realize that they that may have changed a little bit um, due to the advent of DVRs and on-demand and, and being able to watch Streaming. things kind of at your own pace. Yeah, But I don't know that networks have really grasped that concept yet. I don't think the ratings have caught up to that, <clears throat> like the way they actually take ratings and base right. what they move forward with because they're – you think it should be even better now with technology, but the technology almost made it impossible for them to track their shows, mm-hmm. which makes no yeah. sense. Like yeah. if you have a Hulu subscription and a Netflix subscription and DVR, like all that should be able to be trackable. But I don't think they know what's going on with any show anymore. You know, they do a little bit. And I know that they have some DVR information because I've started to, it's some, some shows I was looking at ratings for. They actually had, it was a it was a category I couldn't figure out when I looked it up and and I could be wrong on on the times, but it was like viewing in the first seventy two hours or something along those lines. So they do have some information, and I don't know if that also includes Hulu, um, but they must have some information because they have like a seven they had it was forty eight or seventy two hours. So there was like live watching. And then there was like a rating next to it that included people who watched it in the first two or three days. Okay. Yeah, there are some streaming like um, I have an Apple TV, and some of the channels that you can get kind of a la carte where you pay like a monthly or just like free. Um, I think CBS when you uh, oh, CBS or one of them, if you choose to pay like the five bucks a month or whatever to have access to their content, there's a disclaimer at the front that says like your viewing information will be used uh, in ratings. Uh, calculations or something like that. So, some streaming content does Slowly, qualify. Surely, maybe though. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, it's not. It's nowhere near where it needs to be. Our the rating CW. system is is still Donald Trump. 
<laughs> the CW is is about to figure out something, I think, because they did something really interesting. They had all of their content on um, Hulu um, in that mostly in that format where you can only see the last four episodes mm-hmm. that were on. Right. And they have this season pulled that and offered for free um, also through like a Roku or whatever, where you can download their app and watch the show, but you watch it with commercials. What's on CW? Is that the one where the um? It's the Vampire Diaries. The pull-ups. Fucking Supergirl, yes. man. A- yes, yes, Arrow. The, the pull-ups. Yes. yes, Arrow. That's it. Yep. <laughs> that's yes. That's, <laughs> that is actually, if you look up the description of the show, it says Oliver <laughs> Queen does pull-ups. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't no, a Gossip think, Girl on the CW? A Gossip Girl was on the CW. Isn't the correct. Supergirl show on there too? Supergirl also. I watch everything on the CW. The CW is is my channel. It's my jam. That fucking explains <laughs> so so, <laughs> so I, much. I just want to go back. I don't want to go back and explain. They're going to have really interesting information because I'm sure they had the amount of users that watch it on a pay service like Hulu. <laughs> They're going to have and now, one piece of information. It's going to be like, Livius fucking loves this channel. Like, <laughs> you know, loves us? Livius. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, he's streaming it on every device simultaneously. <laughs> like, How all is the he even watching? The banners will be personalized with your name on them. <laughs> oh, shit. We're piling on Livius. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. I was going to talk about technology and how the CW was going to have some numbers, but no, 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 that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, no, please, please enlighten us. No, I mean, I guess they're going to have they're going to have some good detail on somebody who pays twelve dollars a month to watch their shows on Hulu versus those same people with the same devices can watch it for free with commercials, and I think I think they're going to get a really ugly result when they see how much commercials are a turnoff for people who are in the streaming medium. Yeah. Who who have learned to watch without? Like I'm happy to pay to watch without commercials. Like I'm thrilled to do it. Uh, oh, and, definitely. And I, and I may I may have to find another way to watch CW shows because not only not only did they blow it with the commercials, but it's basically like the same three commercials every time. So I got to be honest with you, I'm never ever going to buy a fucking Honda. Like I am, I am fuck Honda right in their stupid asses. Oh no. This is how advertising works. Show me that same ad forty goddamn times. This, you know, while I'm trying to watch, you know, Vampire Diaries and and, and Flash, and I will never ever buy your car. <laughs> Man, all I ever see are like medication commercials where one of the side effects is coma or death. <laughs> it's all related. To the shows you're watching, Jesse, you clearly are not watching enough CW. It's <laughs> all buying Hondas on the CW. <laughs> how, how flashy! Oh, high rollers. <laughs> well, this has devolved into what is my second biggest fear: is an episode gone completely off the rails. All right, and uh, we're we're about to make our exit on this spectacular, but we wouldn't dream of doing that without having some final thoughts and conversation with our guests. So, Amanda. Totally Halloween related here. You have been uh, doing some stuff with This Is Horror and some other stuff in the horror community. You want to give our listeners a rundown of what's going on with you? Um, yeah, I actually have been doing coverage of American Horror Story season six in the like features area of This Is Horror. And it's basically like I ramble about Evan Peters and what's good and what's bad. And I curse a lot. And that's actually... 
actually even working in that column and with this is horror is due to you guys because I had this idea where I wanted to ramble about stuff that was on Netflix and I asked you guys, hey, where can I ramble to people about like Netflix horror movies? And you said you should message the people at This Is Horror. And that's what I did. And I never ended up doing that because I have a really short attention span and I didn't want to do that. But I ended up on the mailing list for like pitches and I ended up doing the American Horror Story season six. I would love for you to go back and do season five, that piece of shit. I'm sorry, season four, that piece of shit. No, I didn't watch all the way to the end of season four. Right. I couldn't take Dandy. I was, no, I can't. I don't want to talk about it. I'm pretty sure nobody watched till the end. I, I'd like to see some Oh, evidence. I did. Uh, I did. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Mm. Maybe Rob can write that column. Amanda, what are we going to see next from you other than the This Is Horror column? Um, I am finishing. I'm constantly writing stories, and I'm really slow because I'm, I'm just really slow at finishing things. I like to write things and then finish them like a year later better. And so I'm doing a lot of that. I'm finishing a lot of things and sending them to places. And I'm now fiction editing all by my lonesome self at Menacing Hedge because Craig left me, but not like in like a divorce sense, but in the like he didn't want to read slush anymore. So I'm reading all of the submissions there, and... That's a lot of poetry, uh, isn't it? I don't read the poetry. I just have to do short stories, and I love it. <laughs> I love the short stories. Like, you would be surprised at, like, the... I mean, like, I, I wasn't expecting, like, porn from, like, 80-year-old men, but, I mean, you get that every <laughs> once in a while, and you just never know what people are going to be like, you know, like... I'm 80 years old and I've been reading, you know, I've been writing for 40 years, but I have yet to, you know, publish anything. And then you don't know what that's going to mean. And then you open it up and you realize it's just dirty, dirty porn written by a really old man. And you're like, okay. So for some of our older listeners, in case you didn't catch that because you're old, um, Amanda said she loves (laughs) reading porn from 80 year old men. And uh, go ahead and message me and I will give you her email address and maybe her home address if you want to send her a little something in the mail. In a white van. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She it re- she reacts well to, to candy. Cotton candy. <laughs> Amanda, it's always a pleasure having you on. Jesse, what do you got, man? It's, it's the week of Halloween. It's days away now. We counted in days like like Halloween three. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much just trying to live in the horror right now. I've got all my DVDs stacked and lined up and a bunch of books just kind of laying on the table that I keep reading, reading out of all the best of horror anthologies. And, you know, it's pretty much just going for 100% horror this month. I tried that and I have failed miserably at, at every turn. I don't know what it is about this month, but... Um... I, I tried to watch The Wailing. Have you gotten to The Wailing yet? <laughs> um, is it a no. horror movie or like a documentary? Yeah. Yeah, no, is that that one about SeaWorld? It's, it's, it's a South Korean Oh, that's Blackfish? No, that, that, I haven't gotten got to that one yet. Is it about whales or like making loud noises? Wild noises, that type of whaling. No, okay. the Reykjavik Whale Massacre, or whatever it was called, was a really good movie. <laughs> what? Whales in Iceland? Yeah, there was like this movie was called something like the Reykjavik Whale Hunting Massacre. 
I or something. You guys are just like making that? shit up. Now, like, so this is the part of the episode where totally Livius and Amanda and uh, Jesse all got together and made up like titles of shit that they know <laughs> I never would have heard of because that sounds insane. No, I, I gotta look this up. It's real. <laughs> Jesse's like, or it's a dream I had. <clears throat> Jesse's bringing the horror. Livius, what, what's your? Uh, I was what, waiting for Jesse to look this up. I oh, guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was, was going to be let's trying to fill the noise. So, what is the weight? What is all right? A, what is it, and why is another use for the word wailing? I'm I'm confused about. Oh, like wailing, like moaning. Correct. Yes. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. You were on the ships too, like the whaling ships. Like, is that what you were thinking? Because that's why. Yeah. That's what I was, yeah, like, what I was what thinking. What does this have to do with whales? <laughs> You know, no, this I, is I called Reykjavik Whale Watching Massacre. <laughs> oh, it's not even that they were hunting them. They got massacred while looking at whales. <laughs> no, they massacre the whales, right? Is that what you're... I mean, it's like totally... No, people, people went out on a boat on like a whale watching tour and then shit started happening. <laughs> That's magical. I have to watch that. Because like, you know, in Iceland, they believe in elves <laughs> and stuff. So it could have been an elf that murdered everyone. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it was dr fubs <laughs> oh god don't even oh i haven't watched that yet like they should remake Halloween. dr fives don't god. say that yeah. please don't yeah. please with don't laverne cox and with dr. Laverne cox. Roles. shit you know if they remade dr fives it would be a wes anderson movie it's fucking laverne oh, cox god. holding an ipod up to her neck <laughs> Listen, she's got experience playing doctors on TV shows now, so. I think we're on to something. we got to pitch this to the people who did uh, Glee. <sighs> All right, that, uh, that's going to that's gonna wrap up um, another spooktacular, um, one, of the, one of the average size ones, it looks like. I don't know what this is going to look like after editing. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it'll be five yeah. minutes long <laughs> thank you thank you jesse um thank you amanda thank you rob for indulging um my, my desire yeah. to do a halloween episode i know it's one of your favorites of the year too but i always feel like like you let me kind of kind of call the shots on this one so i greatly appreciate that um listeners hope you have a happy and safe halloween and until um Whoa. i don't know next oh oh i think that it's tradition on the spooktacular to talk to our co-hosts about the idea of doing a Christmas episode. Uh, oh, that is, that is the next holiday. So, um, Jesse, we would like to cordially invite you. I already have gifts for you three. Oh, come on. Are you serious this guy? Wait, what do you mean? Three? <laughs> oh, yeah, we haven't, we have not invited Amanda yet. You <laughs> So, so Jesse's down. Um, Rob, Christmas? Are you busy? Do we have or do we have possibility for a? And and I think I think that we have to be a little more politically correct. I realized earlier this episode that we don't do it all the time, so it's going to be the holiday gift exchange episode because that's what our HR department is telling us to call it. Yeah, I will. I'll... Are you the HR department? Like I am now the HR department because clearly I am the most qualified on this call. To be sensitive to other people's um, needs, That's genders, my religions. second biggest phobia. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I am so down. I, I, I'm, I'm very excited about doing a gift exchange episode. I think I know why you're emphasizing the gift exchange. 
I'm gonna go, and then and then and then here 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 here's here's what what, what Rob has been waiting for. Uh, Amanda, do you think maybe this year we could get John for the Christmas episode? I, I'm I'm gonna like I'm gonna nourish like a healthy crack smoking habit to make this happen. Yeah. Well, that's that's okay. We don't listen. Is there I'm, a healthy crack smoking habit? <laughs> Is that possible? Yeah. All right. I mean, y- y- yeah. you have to take be the first. I mean, but you have to be committed. <laughs> hey, no, whatever it takes to get you is, on. Just, Which addict I... isn't committed? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> can I send the gifts that I got from last year? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll totally buy new gifts, too, and send them to you as well as the gifts from last year, and I won't fall asleep, I swear. I swear. Um. Well, that'll be... Wouldn't it be weird if I cut like we did the the opening the gifts from last year and I cut it into last year's episode <laughs> to see if anybody notices? Okay, David James Keaton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be like it never. Be like it. It always happened that way. I, I guess that means that we'll be back in uh, two short months to do this all again. Oh, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> that hope, being said, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have a a weird. Uh, holiday themed book to review like we did last time yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start figuring that out soon um we also probably have to figure out what we're doing for our next episode but i think you and i can do that after we're done with the recording yeah that's fine um uh, so again listeners happy and safe uh halloween uh happy and safe halloween to my uh guest host and to my co-host rob yeah i'm watching out for clowns Yeah, look out for clowns. <laughs> if there was clown, if I was in a boat on open water with a clown, <laughs> I, I really have no idea what I would do. I think I would just go into like, like, can you make yourself, can your mind just make yourself go into a coma? Yes. Right, I think that's what I would do. Amanda, Amanda's like, yes, that's what happened to me last year during the Christmas recording. <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right, until next time, I'm Livia Snedden. Now I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading. We didn't even touch on Rob's Rob's runner-up. Did you add that after the fact, or was that in there the whole time? That was in there the whole time. Oh. I I didn't think we needed it, but um, we're talking about our greatest fears. My runner-up greatest fear was um, being followed. So, like... um, Actually, where it's creepiest, and I might even put this as like a, you know, like a a bonus at the end of the episode. When it's creepiest for me is like if I'm walking up stairs, like a staircase, and there's someone walking behind me, like it the the urge to just run up the stairs. (laughs) Oh yeah, like to put so as much distance as possible between me and the person who's coming up the stairs behind me even if it's someone i know and that's the weird thing so like if me and livius were walking up a staircase <laughs> like if you're we going up like two or three floors of stairs and livius was behind me it would still terrify me and i'd have to like book it all the way up the stairs are you then confused on why the person in front of you isn't running up the stairs if you're behind that person? I'm like, why isn't this guy like, terrified you know, right now? I'm like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I'm right behind you. I, I mean, I'm asking that kind of, I mean, I know I said it in a joking way, but, you know, we we, we, we tend to project, right? So we yeah. tend to project our thoughts, feelings, fears on other people, right? So 
I, I just assume that if I'm affected one way by something, that most other people are. So <laughs> I mean, it's a common emotion, that, yeah. Yeah, if I had that fear, I would probably be like, I can't understand why Rob's not hustling up these fucking stairs because I'm right <laughs> fucking behind him. What about yeah. escalators? Uh, no. <laughs> no, because usually you're stationary on an escalator. It's the... I thought you meant like no, like you would go nowhere near an escalator because it's too much control away. No, well, we all know I'm taking the elevator if it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like also walking places, like I'm always clocking who's behind me. And if someone's behind me for too long, I start planning like what I'm going to do. Yeah, um, but I mean, if you're a girl, you do that all the time anyway. Oh, dude, this. I switch sides of the street. Well, yeah, well. And you probably carry a knife or something weird, Jesse. You guys have some weird fucking shit that bothers you. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the most mundane thing. I mean, Someone's walking in I the mean, same direction as me, and I'm like, I'm ready to figure out how I'm gonna, what I'm going to stab them in the throat with. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it with Amanda because, yeah, I would imagine that being a woman has a different, um, a, a different feel depending on who's – now, I mean, it's not like if you're walking and there's a woman behind you, right? Right, exactly. Right, right okay. Totally different, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's, that's just regular self-preservation. That's not an irrational fear. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's, yeah, no, but it, it gets, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm glad I'm not a woman. <laughs> it's really what How would you objectify <laughs> women if you were one? I, you could objectify women if you're a woman. That's true. I'm sure that's a good point. Yeah. That's true. So. Yeah, I didn't even know where I was going with that joke, but I don't. I don't either. We're so was, focused on to like put together some some I could be in the sequel to the Rocky Horror Picture Show if I was a woman <laughs> and fuck up the whole thing. <sighs> that fucking bitch sounded like Mushmouth through the first half of that movie. <laughs> oh, I couldn't no. understand. I know the lines to the movie, and I right. couldn't figure yeah. out what the fuck she yeah. was saying. <laughs> 